It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. We all seem to have that inner critic inside our heads. I have a committee, the itty-bitty shitty committee. You know what I mean, that nagging voice or voices in my case that knocks us down and drags us down the road of self-sabotage and self-neglect. A strong, positive sense of self-esteem is your first step to anything you wish to accomplish. Discover who you truly are, that gorgeous, talented, fabulous woman who deserves recognition and unconditional love. You know the most beautiful thing any woman can wear is confidence. Here on Confidence in Bloom with the Divas That Care Network, I, Tina Spolatini, speak with women living in their own self-confidence about who they truly are, how they found themselves, and how they care for themselves. Today, I'm speaking with Erin Tagan. Erin Tagan is a creativity coach and works with people who want to create a richer, more fulfilling experience of life. In 2010, when she got her bachelor's degree in English, she didn't know what she wanted to do. She just knew she didn't want to be a teacher. After graduating and working for 10 years in the service industry, she gave in and decided to become a teacher. Even though she didn't feel passionate about it, it felt like she was doing what she should be doing. Each day of her student teaching, it became more apparent that her heart wasn't in it. Erin started to dread Mondays and count down until Fridays. There was a sign at the front of the classroom that she couldn't bear to look at. It said, create the life you've always wanted. It brought up so much shame for her because she knew this wasn't the life she had always wanted. This was someone else's dream. She realized she didn't even know what she wanted because she'd been so busy buying into what she should want. She decided to change that. Erin committed to discovering what she wanted and making that happen instead. Now she loves her work and looks forward to Mondays just as much as Fridays, and she gets to help other people let go of their shoulds and decide what they actually want. She has the same sign on, the, on her mirror that says, create the life you've always wanted, and now it brings her joy. Hello, Erin. Hi, can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Yeah, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, can you tell our listeners where you're calling in from? Yeah, I'm in San Diego, California. So you always have nice weather, am I right? <laughs> yes, pretty much. Lately, yeah, so it's been like the- 80. Oh, wow. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's great. So 80, I think it's close to 30 in Celsius. We're, I'm here in Canada. So, yeah, yeah. So that's, it's pretty nice. That's a pretty nice number for us. Um, so tell me, um, what, how do you explain create the life you wanted? Like, how, how do we do that? Yeah, so one thing that I see that's really powerful is just really getting clear on that vision, like really understanding what it is that you want your life to look like, what you, you know, what kind of career you want, what kind of job you want, um, what kind of people you want to work with, um, 
you know, what kind of relationship you'd like, what kind of friendships you want, what kind of house you want to live in, all of that, right? Getting really clear on all the things that you really want and then living into that on a daily basis. What would that person eat for breakfast? What would that person, uh, would they go to the gym or would they not go to the gym? (laughs) Would they, you know, would they, uh, I don't know, buy that shirt? (laughs) Anything right. like that, okay. right? So like, would they wear the lipstick? Right. So it's basically. So, are you like a manifesting coach? I wouldn't call it a manifesting coach. More of like, cre- like. So it's I'm trained in ontological coaching and creativity coaching. So, ontological coaching is looking at being. Um, so, who are you being about something? Right. So that would be like you know we can choose where we're coming from and who we be. So if you're being someone who is argumentative or you're being someone who is accepting, right? There's different ways of being. Um, and ultimately we get to choose which place we come from, which place we're being. Okay. So, be, it's, so it's not necessarily mindset coaching, but it's definitely um, – you know, like what kind of person you want to be from the person that you feel you are today. Yeah. So am I right? We, yeah. Like yeah. Changing, we ultimately get to changing. choose, and yeah. Okay. So ultimately, we get to choose, right? So, and and I mean, it's about mindset too, right? Like, what kind of mindset do you have, or what kind of relationship do you have to? Any given thing, right? Any given idea. So if you are, say you're procrastinating, looking at like why it is that you're procrastinating, what's your relationship to doing that thing? Are you looking at it from a place of obligation and you're doing it out of um, like like those shoulds, right? Like are you doing it out of obligation and therefore coming from a place of like almost resentment or are you doing it because you really want to do it and coming at it from a place of like joy and excitement for the future. Right. And and that could be for, for anything, right? Like it, it's not necessarily just for, you know, necess- like maybe like a career change or, you know, selling or buying a new house, or it could be something small, like, you know, getting your laundry organized or getting your, you know, you know, cleaning your bathroom or something like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. It can be powerful for any of those things, right? If it, it can, it can vary, right? So if it's, you know, getting your bathroom organized, it's really going to make the biggest difference for you today. Yeah, let's work there. Let's work on that. And um, then from there, what do you want to create after that, right? And so it can start in really small steps to one of the, um, my mentor in creativity coaching, her name is Jill Badonsky. She's really great. Um, I trained in Kaizen Muse creativity coaching, and that is like really using really small steps to lower the pressure so that um, we actually get into action and create a momentum from that place of action and from that success experience that we have once we've done something. And then, you know, then we feel like, oh, we accomplished something and that creates a momentum in us. So then we can get to the bigger things, right? Then we can talk about buying the house or, you know, on a gradient. But does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. So I'm, I'm I'm guessing that when a client comes to you, um, you kind of have to start from 
I mean, obviously where she's at or where he's at, but you have to start with something kind of minor in their world in order for them to create that momentum. And that might be something like, you know, brushing your teeth at the same time every morning or just getting out of bed at the same time every morning. It could be, yeah, and it could be, you know, becoming the next president, whatever it is that they really want, right? Like, so it's, it just depends on the client and what it is that they're looking for to create in their life. Like, what makes them happy? What, what's the life that they really want to live? Um, and right. If, and you know, so, right now where they're at is, you know, the teeth brushing, then start with that. But if they're, you know, at a different level and they're ready to buy a house or become the next president, then we start there. Oh, okay. So I think it's Right, right. Because, I mean, you were, I mean, as a university graduate, you graduated as, you know, like the uh, degree for teaching. No, you you graduated with a degree in English. But you must have had, like, your education as well in order for you to be a teacher. Yeah, so I graduated with a bachelor's in English, and then I went back to school and got my master's in education and my teaching credential um, for 7th or 12th grade. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Okay. And, and you, even though you knew you didn't want to be a teacher, or did you realize that you didn't want to be a teacher after you graduated? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of in those moments when I was in the student teaching, real life, how it would be if I was a teacher. You know, I was getting a taste of like what it would actually be like. I think prior to that, I decided, I had decided a long time ago, I was like, I don't really want to be a teacher. It didn't really like fuel me, nothing wrong with it, but it just didn't make me feel like, oh, that's my passion. That's the thing I want to do with my life, right? But it took me a really long time to understand what I wanted to do with my life or even have any idea. So after working in the service industry for so long, I just felt like I needed to do something different because that wasn't my passion either. So I was like, well, I'll try teaching and see how it goes. And, um, you know, I have my degree in English. I like reading and writing. We'll see if I can be an English teacher. And, um, it just, it wasn't for me. I don't think it was, I think that is a profession that is so, like, I have so much respect for teachers. And I think that to be able to do that work, like, it needs to be your passion. You have to have that, um, that like, spark in your soul for it. And I didn't feel like that was what sparked my soul. So I was, I started working with my own coach and started getting clear on, like, what is it that I really want? Like, what really does spark my soul? And then after going through the creativity coaching, um, I really loved coaching. I love creativity. And I also wanted to grow and expand my coaching toolbox. So that's when I got into the ontological coaching. And now I'm just like, now I'm just coaching, right? (laughs) So I have all these different tools that I could use with people. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, you and I had, we had a conversation um, based on your coaching um, modalities, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Uh, you do now. I've done many uh, life wheels with clients and with you know other coaches for myself and in other areas. And I and I just wonder, like, um, I don't really want to exp- like I don't want to tell people, you know, if it's a secret that what you and I worked on. <laughs> um, it's kind of like the life wheel. Like you basically break down your life into certain aspects of like all the different relationships and aspects of your world. And then that is that how you start then? Like, you know, like if 
your clients are feeling like, you know, they, they have a really low um, relationship. I don't know what the proper word is. Like on the life wheel, you know, you rate yourself out of 10. You know, 10 being you're at your prime, you know, one or two, zero being, you know, you're not engaged in any kind of, you know, relationship. I keep saying the relationship today. I don't know why that word keeps coming to my brain. But, you know, I mean, the life wheel is a different aspect. So, like, we're talking spirituality. We're talking, you know, your career or education, um, your home life, all that kind of stuff. Is that kind of where you start, where you're your lowest? Let's get that up, and then we can create um, the momentum for where, for where you want to go. Um, I'm, I'm really not familiar with life wheels or how they work, and so I don't want to say yes to that. Um, I'm thinking okay. so – what but what I like the connection that I see is that like starting where so it's client driven, right? So the client is in the driver's seat. They get to decide what's gonna make the biggest difference in their life today and they come to the, the call with a request. So the call that you and I did is called the Essence Conversation and um that conversation was is really cool to kind of take a look at who you're being, right? Because this is all based on like who we're being. So there's different places to come from. We can come from our survival um, and our defenses and our automatic ways of being, or we can come from our true, genuine self, which is like that place of love and flow. And so that conversation that we did, is really that's the essence conversation, that's really designed to um, help people get clear about those things and see how it impacts them on a day-to-day basis coming from um, these different places, right? And what, how does it impact those different areas that you were talking about, like spirituality, the relationships, the work, life. Um, um, so it's, uh, yeah, okay, so that, yeah, that clarifies my question, I guess. Because um, then you, you're more about, like, what am I working for? What am I, like, what am I working towards or from or away from? Yeah, like, who am I being while I'm doing this work, like how am I bringing my being into my doing, right? So who am I being, like, who am I coming at this as? And it's a different experience when you're coming from something or when you're coming from like an automatic place or like, you know, you're doing things from this automatic or like a defensive place. It's a different experience than when you're doing it from like an open, loving space. And right. so that conversation could really highlight those differences. Um, and then that's the kind of, that's the work that's always in the ground of the coaching, right? And then in the foreground of the coaching is what would make the biggest difference for you today? And then in the background, we're always looking at who are you being about this thing? Okay. So, okay, I like that. Now, I remember um, I had taken some courses and, you know, a lot of them were, it was, there were a lot of mindset coaches. Um, coaching, but they were um, like, you know, at the beginning of your day, you set an intention or intentions, depending on, you know, how, you know, much you wanted to put into your day. But at the end of you, you know, I want to get this, this, and this done. And then you would ask yourself, who am I going to be today? Right? And I had, I for the longest time, I had a hard time with that. Because I'm like, well, I'm, I can't be someone else. Right, and then eventually it clued in because you know it takes me a long time. Got a stubborn head. Who, who am I being? Was like, like who do I have to be today? It's like, like I have to be ambitious. I have to be energetic. I have to be motivated, and I have to be focused. 
Is that the kind of being you're talking about now? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you get to decide who you go into the day as, right? You get to decide if you're being ambitious. You get to decide if you're going to be, like, um, tired. I mean, sometimes you're tired anyway, but you get to decide what to do with it, right? So you can say, I'm tired, and I'm going to do this thing anyway. Or you can say, I'm tired, and I'm going to watch TV. And ultimately, it's all a choice. Yeah, I get it. Okay, so I get it now. I get it. Now, you might have to explain it to me again because, like I said, it takes a long time for my brain to absorb these things. Okay, so now, how does a client come to you and say, I need your help, I'm trying to achieve this goal, right? How, like, how do you, I guess you, your questions then to her or him would be for, like, who are you today and what are you aiming for to achieve that goal? Like, who do you have to be to achieve that goal? Yeah, like that's, yeah, that's definitely part of it. So I think, you know, someone coming with some sort of, you know, when, when a client comes with a request, then we look at like what it is that is getting in their way, like what feels like it's not really working for them. And then asking questions, reflecting back some things that I hear in their speaking as far as like patterns or, um, you know, different mindsets that they might have that might be limiting them in getting to this goal and taking a look, a deeper look at those things. And, you know, from that space, once there is awareness created, then they're able to choose from that space who they're being about it or who they want to be about it. How do you start a conversation with someone then that doesn't really know what they want? Because let's face it, we live in a world where there's so much, like there's too much to choose from right now. There's got to be, you know, that confusion as to, I don't know what I want. I know I don't want to be doing what I'm doing, but I want, I don't know what I want. Mm-hmm. Like, I think just spending time with them where they're at and getting like giving them the space to think about it, to think about, you know, well, you know, because if you don't know what you want, who does, right? Like, so they're the ones that ultimately have to decide, which is totally understandable. Like you said, that's like what I was, that's what I was talking about when I was like, I don't know, I guess I'll just be a teacher because I had no idea what I wanted to do. So it's so normal to have that, like, I don't know what I want. Right. So I think just, getting clear, like uh, allowing them the space to get clear on what it is they do want, because I can't tell them what they want, right? They have to decide what they want. Um, So just asking questions, you know, like, well, what kind of, what do you want your day to look like? Or what time do you want to wake up? Or, you know, certain things about like that will get them thinking about like what kind of life they want to have and what, what kind of things make them happy? What kind of things do they really want? Like, do they want to work from home? Do they want to, you know, go live on an island like what what are the things that interest them light them up yeah yeah that to me sounds really difficult when I I went through like a depression after my um, older kids I have twins and then there's a five-year gap between the twins and my youngest and when the twins started driving to school and my youngest was walking to school I no longer had like a job to do, right? Like I felt like I had, you know, my purpose was over, right? My purpose was here to raise my kids. Now they're more independent. I mean, I know that, you know, as a mother, you're always needed. doesn't matter how old your kids are. But but the purpose of my 
you know, motherhood now was kind of over. And I went through this, I don't know what I want to do with myself, right? I got, I was tired of cleaning. I hate cooking, right? And I felt like I had no reason to get out of bed in the morning, which is like when I look back at it now, I think, my God, what were you thinking, right? I still had, my youngest was, I think, 13 at the time. You know, if they were driving, he would have been 11. But, you know, when I think back, I think, oh, my God, I needed someone to help me you know, sort of guide me through this, I don't know where I would have started because I had absolutely no interest, you know, because my passion was my kids, you know, and running my house. And now I felt like that job was over and it kind of happened overnight. You must see a lot of that. Yeah, so um, thanks so much for sharing that, like bringing your experience to the whole thing. I think, um, so in that instance, I know you mentioned, you know, depression and there's, you know, so in coaching, like there, I don't, um, like I don't diagnose or treat any sort of like mental illness or there, there's like healing aspects to coaching, but it's not really what the purpose is, right? So I think like if someone had come to me and said, you know, I'm having a hard time you know, getting out of bed in the morning and stuff, I might refer them to a therapist just because, and depending on the person and, you know, the situation, um, if it felt, if it sounded like they felt like they were depressed, I would refer them to a therapist because that's more the realm of therapy for them to be able to heal the trauma that they've had and kind of get support in that area of depression, which I like. Um, don't have expertise necessarily in that, right? Um, and, you know, when someone's working with a therapist and gets back kind of to that baseline of operating, then coaching can be really supportive from there in order to create what they want to do with the future, right? Right. Yeah, so that that's not necessarily, like, you wouldn't be able to say, Tina, you're depressed, you know, but right. you would be able to say, yeah. Tina, let's do this. What if you tried something like this or let's, you know, what do you want from your days? Do you want to stay in bed or do you want to, you know, get up and go outside and, you know, spend the afternoon in the in the sunshine? Like, that's where you would come in. You're not necessarily there to say, you know, Tina, you know, let's ask, I'm going to ask you a few questions. And then, because I know as coaches, you can't, you, you can't, you're not like medically um, educated for diagnosing depression or anything like that. Correct. Right. And so like, here's what I can offer is I can ask you a couple of questions to kind of get clear on what it is that you think that you do want, um, reflect back some of the things I hear in your speaking. That's more, you know, what I, what I, where I can come in, in that kind of situation where I can support. Um, and right. yeah, I think therapy and, and coaching go really well hand in hand together because, at, um, while the, they're work, while someone's working with a therapist, they can, you know, work on the things from the past more and, you know, kind of heal the past wounds and traumas and, and um, handle, you know, get tools to handle any sort of like diagnoses that they might have and get support in that way. And then with the coaching, like, great. So if you're feeling like you're operating at baseline now and you've healed those past wounds, where do you want to go from here? Like, what do you want to create for the future? And that's more where I come in. Like right. you were saying, those yeah. questions like, like you know, oh, well, what what do you want to do? What feels like it would be an ideal day for you? Like, what is it that really makes you happy? Do you want to, you know, bake a pie? Do you want to, like, what is it that is what you want for the future? 
Right. And who, like, yeah, like you said at the beginning, who do you want to be or what do you want to be? Yeah, I understand that now. Yeah. Um, so when, when I hear the word creativity coach, I think, basically, I think arts and crafts. And I'm not really sure why that is. And I think it's because, you know, growing up, I always heard, you know, be creative, right? So to me, being creative is, you know, creating some kind of art. I guess in the end, you know, that, that is what we're creating, right? At the end of the day, our life is the art that we create. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think that is, yeah, like that's the common, I think the common vision people get when they hear creativity is, you know, like arts, crafts, um, you know, writing, things like that. And absolutely, that's all part of it. And that, that's, those are all things that make our lives richer too. And, you know, it doesn't, have to end there like we are all creative people whether or not we acknowledge it story but every day we create our reality every day we create our day and our life and our experience and so that's where the create like the creative part comes in it's like yes I also you know love arts and writing and all of that and can support more specifically with those things and like you said life is art right like we get to design how we spend our time on this earth. Yeah, and it's like if if you're dark, if you have a dark mind, and not necessarily, you know, um, like in a, in a scary way, but at, at the same time, like if you always are thinking dark, if if that if you find joy in that, that's who you're gonna be. Right? Like, if I, I'm not, I'm trying to think of, like, you know, I think of Stephen King, and I think, wow, like, he, he writes some pretty dark stuff. You know, I don't know him, obviously, and I've never met him, but I wonder what kind of a person he is in real life, you know, when he's creating all these dark stories. Like, he, like he must be, like, super interesting to chat with, for sure, to think of how his mind works. You know, and then you think of all these, you know, I'm, I love, like, romantic movies and, and music. And I think, I wonder what they're like in real life before they write these stories. You know, like, how, what, what kind of a conversation could you have with someone who's so, you know, from opposite ends of the spectrum? One so dark and one, you know, romantic and always in love and all that stuff. I mean, you must speak with people like that. Like, you must, like, have, you must know people that are, like, all over that spectrum. Yeah, I think people are just kind of, even within ourselves, right? Like, we, we, as individuals, have the capacity to be on one end of that spectrum or the other, right? Like, so, at any given time, like, you might encounter me while I'm feeling, like, darker, like, watching scary movies or whatever it is, right? And then on another time, you might see me and I'm painting flowers or something right so we all have these different ways of being and you know ultimately we get to choose who we are so yes like you said if it if it lights you up to um to be coming from a place of this like darkness I think it's all about too what you're doing with it right that's what we were talking about earlier like bringing the being into the doing so you used Stephen King as an example who you know I don't know anything about his life either but you know I do know his work and it is kind of dark and scary and I love it all honestly 
And um, I think that, so it's like, maybe for him, he's bringing that being into his writing, that dark part of his being into his writing. But when he's at the coffee shop, like maybe he's bringing a be a different way of being, right? Maybe he's very friendly and open and excited to talk to people. I don't know. But you know what I mean? You, you get to decide who you're, who you're being and how you bring that into your doing. Okay. I get that. So you can be, you can be like any one of those things on that spectrum, but you get to choose which one you are. So when you're doing your, your job, like your writing, let's say as, as in Stephen King, that's who you bring to the table is that dark person. But then when you, you know, sit down with your family, you might be this, you know, fun loving, easygoing, you know, creative being. Yeah, I get that. So we get to decide which, like who you bring to the table at any moment. And that's what yeah. you do. You help us. You help us decide who I want to be and how I'm going to be that person and when. Right. And, like, drawing awareness to, like, who are you currently being in these places, right? Like, who who are you currently being and how's that going for you, right? Like, if you're currently being, you know, really defensive every time you talk to your husband or wife, and it's creating arguments like how's that how's that working for your life if you're just constantly being argumentative or defensive and if you're coming from a different place how would it shift right if you're coming from love instead of fear or love instead of defense how would it that experience in your life shift for you aha i see now okay so it's all i'm starting to understand it a little bit better because i don't think a lot of like i I don't think in general people, you know, wake up in the morning and and really ask ourselves, who are we going to be? I remember waking up and being angry all the time, right? Like I would be like, not, I didn't consider myself to be in a bad mood, but I remember being angry and not having a reason, right? Like I remember like, you know, the kids didn't want to get ready for school. They'd be, you know, sleeping in and they didn't, you know, then it was a big rush and they didn't have time for breakfast. And I'd be like, I don't even want to get out of bed because I know what's, what the day is going to be like. But really, I was choosing to be angry. I mean, that's what you're telling me, right? I could have just said, today I'm going to get up, I'm going to giggle, I'm going to dance, I'm going to make those kids move with a smile on their face. Right, yeah. Because, and it's, I mean, that's, that's where like kind of the automatics come in too, right? Like it's, it's very normal and automatic for us to feel angry and choose anger, right? Like it doesn't feel like easy to choose. Well, let's come from, you know, it doesn't feel easy to choose right into happiness from anger. Right. But it's like an autumn. It like, I think for me anyway, and I'm assuming for most people, it's, we get caught up in the automatic way of being, right? So we're like on autopilot. If something makes us angry, we just choose anger because it's automatic. We don't stop and think like, hey, how do I want to shift this? How, who do I want to be about this on a regular basis? And that's kind of where I come in with the ontological coaching, which would be like, oh, who are you being about this? Um, you know, if you felt angry 
and you're choosing into that anger and you're choosing to be angry, there's nothing wrong with that. But just knowing that it's a choice, right? Knowing that like, because once there's awareness created there, then you can choose something different. So in that moment that you mentioned that, you know, like if you were angry and you, you know, if you had known this is a choice in that moment, you could have chose something different. But because we tend to uh, operate from like automatic, we sometimes don't even know that it's a choice or we don't even realize that we have a choice right then, right? So working with a coach can be really supportive. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even think that we realize that what we're doing, like we don't realize that we're angry or that we're, you know, bored or whatever until, you know, maybe someone points it out or you start, you know, eventually you start going, well, why am I always yelling or why am I always doing this? <laughs> and so as a coach, can you, can you ask your clients, why are you choosing to be angry or be lazy or, or whatever it is that they're, you know, um, I don't want to say the word complaining of, but the word that they're, you know, whatever it is that they're creating change for or want to change, can you ask why? Like, why are you choosing to be that way? Yes, yeah. So I think because the why is a little bit more past-based, right, that's a little bit like, how did it get here? How did we get here? And that seems more in the realm of therapy, like, why do you feel like you're feeling this way or why do you feel like you're acting this way? Um, And then where I come in, it's kind of like, Hey, you're acting this way. <laughs> what do you want to do about it now? Ah, <laughs> you so know? you're more like the accountability. Like it's not really about why. It's more about you know let's let's just not do that anymore. If they don't do that anymore, right? Maybe they do, and there's nothing wrong with you know if they get to choose, right? They're adults. If they want to be upset, they can be upset. But if it's an impact on their life, right? And they're noticing that every day I'm waking up upset, and you know they're talking to a therapist and they are, you know, in a place where they feel like they're able to, you know, operate at a baseline, then as a coach, I can come in and say like, Hey, so what is it that, you know, what is the experience that you want? And, you know, if you're feeling like every day you wake up kind of cranky, like who are you being, who are you choosing to be? What are you choosing and what can you choose differently to get you a different experience? Well, I love that, you know, and I feel now I'm like, I want to have been blubbering on about nothing because I feel like, you know, you sort of said that at the very beginning and I was like turning it around and inside out to make it more difficult, but it's actually pretty simple, right? (laughs) Who do you want to be and how are we going to get you there, right? That's basically, you know, the gist of it, who do you want to be and how do you want to get there? Yeah, and I think it's just not like, yeah. I just I wanted to just like normalize that like confusion about it too because it's not something we talk about regularly, right? Like this is an uncommon conversation. Coaching is an uncommon conversation. So there's absolutely like room for all kinds of confusion and I totally like I really appreciate what you brought earlier and I don't think that you were blubbering at all, but um I I'm just really appreciate you taking the time to like understand and yeah, and hear more about it cuz yeah, can be really really powerful yeah and and like you know like I said to me creative is like I think arts and crafts I don't think of you know what I'm doing today like what I'm doing or who I am I don't think of that as creating but I mean in the end that's I'm creating who I want to be every single day of my life hopefully right because I'm usually trying to better myself 
right? I'm extremely slow. There's things that I've been learning. I've been doing self-development for, you know, 10 plus years now. And there's things that I still haven't been able to put into my life, even though I know that they exist, right? I I just work at a very, very slow, sloth-like <laughs> pace. So some of this stuff is like, it's not new to me, but at the same time, it's like, I don't, kind of can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think that's so normal too, right? Like we have, I think that like development is something that's like lifelong and we are constantly like stretching and learning and growing. And I think the important thing is just to be in the, like be in the conversations about it, be in the act of developing no matter how quickly or slowly you're going, just, you know, continuing to yeah, to like, it if if that's the life right, you want. And always, yeah, and always wanting to move forward and not either staying where you are or living in your past because, I mean, we can't do anything about our past. It's happened, right? We can't change what's already happened. We can only change what could happen. And if we right. keep following the same patterns, right, then we end up repeating the past over and over and over again. Yep, absolutely, right? Like, And so that's like, what do you want to do different? I love that. I really love that. Now, I have a silly kind of question. Do you find your clients are mostly like, you know, in the, the generation of the 30s and early 40s? You, Or do you have clients that are like my age and older, which would be like, you know, the 55 plus era, just because I just wonder, like, who's willing to put themselves in the vulnerability that you would require from them, right? Is it more the younger people because they have less to lose? Or is it the older people that, you know, they don't want to be like the old generation anymore? Yeah, it's honestly, it's both. And it's all of that. Like, I have clients from, like, the whole spectrum. Um, I don't work with anybody who's, like, under 18, um, that would probably be a different type of coaching or just, it's just not what I do. But yeah, from 18 to, you know, 75, 80, 90, whatever it is, you know, like I've had clients from the whole range and I think it can be supportive for anyone at any age. And it probably just depends on like the person and where, where they're at in their own development. And if they're, you know, willing to be working with a coach and willing to take a look at some of these patterns that might be limiting them because some people aren't, some people are, you know, content with how it's going for them and they're not necessarily willing to like take a look and change something. And that might not be my ideal client, right? Because that's, um, it's likely not going to be, it, they won't get what they want out of it because if they're unwilling to put in the work, they likely won't change anything if they don't want to change, which is fine. And that's totally okay for them. But I think the, you know, the ideal clients are people who are willing to like be vulnerable, like you said, willing to take a look at some of those things that are like a little bit more uncomfortable. And, you know, sometimes there's like shame around some of the stuff we talk about and, you know, that's totally normal and okay. And just, you know, people who are willing to, um, to get beyond the initial like discomfort and really like step into their lives that they want, right? They like want. really stepping yeah. into something new. Just like yeah, you know, I, yeah, at the more I like, the more I think about it, I think, you know, I speak with coaches, you know, all the time here on the show. And I think, you know, the younger 
you know, the the kid. I call them kids because they're my kids' age. But I say like the early twenties to in their twenties, their 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 minds are so much more open that having a coach like you, you, you they could learn so many tools, right? So that they can be who they need to be always in the future, right? Once you know the tools, you can't unknow them, you know. Mm-hmm. But then I think like people my age, you know. Yeah, we, you know, as we get older, we get more stuck in our in our ways, or do we, right? Like, are we just, you know, I don't want to use the word pretend. I'm thinking, you know, like, I I think we, we want to get stuck in our ways because we think that they've been working. And so why, why fix something that's not broken, right, until we look at our lives and go, or did that work for me? Right? Had I had I done it this way, you know, maybe I would be in a different place, and so would that person because the way I handled it. Right? So I'm thinking, like, you know, this coaching world is it's quite amazing, and I think like all generations can benefit from it, you know, young and old. Would you agree with me? Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, I think anyone can benefit from it and like you were saying I wish I like knew about coaching when I was 21 or 22 right it might not have taken me that 10 years to try to decide what I wanted but um but I think that you can tap into that at any age right at any age if you want to do something different or create something different you get to decide you get to reinvent yourself if you want to you get to change it up you get to do whatever you want right you and that you don't you don't lose that power to choose at a certain age so Right, right. Now, I think also, too, like, you know, when you're in your early 20s, you don't need a coach because you think you know what you're doing, right? I mean, let's face it, we all thought we knew what, what, we knew everything between the ages of 18 and 25, right? I mean, we didn't need anybody to tell us that, you know, we're doing this wrong or that we could do better, right? But I think Mm -hmm. if you're open, you know, especially like when it comes to creating the life that you want, we would all benefit at all ages. Mm-hmm. I love this. This has been great. My, I honestly, I feel like I was living under a rock, and I talk to coaches all the time. I, mean, I don't know why this. I don't know why this conversation, you know, struck me the way it did. But I just feel like, you know, I like, you know, this whole new window has opened up for me. Right, because I get to choose who I want to be at any given time. Right, at any given moment, I can decide how I want to react and how I want to, you know, fit in at this moment. Yes, yes, you do. I love Absolutely. It. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I ask one: if if a client or any person came up to you and ask you for, you know, what what can you tell me today? What would you say today? Oh, my gosh. Like, just uh, what would I tell them? Like, a, you know, if yeah. they want to. Like, just out of the blue. Let's say you're standing in a lineup to pay for a book, and, you know, someone walks by you and says, what can you tell me today? What would that be? You have more power than you think you do. I love that. And that is so true, right? We don't give ourselves enough credit for that. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. Yeah, this has been great. 
Confidence in Bloom is a celebration of self-love, a confirmation that you're an amazing, desirable, brilliant, gorgeous, talented woman, even though you may not look like a screen star or a supermodel. The truth is they don't even look like that. We offer unconditional love to our partners, our children, our extended family, even our pets. It's high time we got out of our own way and learned to unconditionally love ourselves. Chic definitely does come in every shape, so if you want something to believe, start with yourself. If you'd like to be a guest here on Confidence in Bloom and chat with me, contact me through Instagram at infobloomstyling or by email at tina at infobloomstyling.com or through the Divas That Care website. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.